0: World Soccer Radio on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM. I'm your host, Nick Eber. It is always a pleasure to be with you uh, each weeknight, Monday through Friday, six PM Pacific, nine Eastern, then again midnight Pacific, three A. M. on the East Coast. Um, you know, this is one of these weeks that we talk about quite a bit. It is an international week break. I hate it. I can't stand it. Yeah, we got the Nations League, we got World Cup qualifying, good result for the US against Jamaica. But really, there's not much excitement around it. We go from watching leagues that are in full flow, in full throat, drama stories, and we just grind it down and stop for this interminable qualifying and international tournaments. And uh, anyway, I'm going to get into that a bit more. You Listen, it becomes a bit of a mantra on this show. I know that. And, and please forgive me. Uh, I'm... Uh, Passionate about it. Anyway, lots to get to today. All right, the big news in football, if you follow the Premier League or football in England, is, without a doubt, the takeover of Newcastle United by the Saudis. Uh, we're going to talk about that. Let's talk about the expectations and what the realities are going to be and what we think the first move they're going to make, St. James's Park's going to be. Let's talk about it. World Soccer Radio. Find me on Twitter at Nick N I C K G E B E R. Find me on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. Uh, you can also find me on iHeartRadio. Tune in, the award winning SiriusXM app. The podcast is on the Believe, B L E A V podcast network, or wherever you get your podcasts, whatever that is. That's iTunes or Spotify or what have you. And I'd like to welcome to the show all of our men and women in uniform around the world listening on the American Forces Network. It is uh, great to have you uh, with us. If you can win this, uh, Mikel Arteta won Manager of the Month, okay? (laughs) All right. so much to get to. Once again, Twitter, at Nikiba, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R, Facebook, Facebook facebook.com forward slash WorldSoccerRadio. Let's also touch on some of the scandal around the NWSL. And, uh, and the uh, U.S. Soccer Federation in regards to women's football. There's a lot to talk about today despite the dullness of the international break. All right, I'll be right back after this. Today is going to be the day that they're going to throw it back to you. By now you should have somehow realized what you got to do. All right, welcome back to World Soccer, Soccer Radio. Anybody. On an international week, a break from all the big European leagues, a break from the Champions League, a break from the Europa League, and once again we all convene. And watch as our favorite players put on their national team uniforms and engage in a whole range of very one sided and lopsided and meaningless games uh, till we can get to the inevitability of the finals of the World Cup in Qatar in December of next year. We do certainly have some interesting matches, uh, but not really. I mean, if you like England and Dora. I guess then you're good. If you're a fan of Andorra, if you're a fan of England, there's no upside in that game, right? It's only downside. And right now, let's take a look. If you want to put put a bet on that game, um Andorra a minus one hundred twenty two. Actually England are only plus one o one o that's not on the money line. That's impossible. That cannot oh that's the spread, excuse me. There is no money line on that game. Probably because it's so one sided much like Moldova, Denmark, uh, Moldova, a plus 2200. Listen, all of these odds come courtesy of our good friends at betonline.ag. And with the NFL back, they're back and they're better than ever. All eyes on the gridiron as the NFL teams really get into the new season with aplomb. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season, as well as Premier League, all the big European leagues. MLS, Champions League, Europa League, and, of course, interminable World Cup qualifiers. With a new and updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football. So head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. And don't forget to use our promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive that bonus from football, basketball, basketball, Boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all of your favorite sports. Bet online, it's where the game starts. Okay, and you know, we do have a big boxing match coming up. And I'm going to be interested to see. Let's take a look, shall we? And see what the. Um what the odds are here for the, uh, Saturday match between, well, wow, I didn't realize, look at that, uh, it's October the 30th, uh, here we go, let's have a look, uh, of course the big match is Tyson Fury, uh, against Deontay Wilder, and right now, uh, Tyson Fury is the big favorite at minus 280, Deontay Wilder plus 235, you know, that's interesting, um, I think those are a little skewed. I think Fury is the favorite, but, you know, a minus 280 to a plus 235. Does Deontay have the taste? Does he have the anger? Does he have the desire and the will? Because Tyson Fury is a freight train of his own making. Good stuff. Anyway, I'm really looking forward to that fight. You know, since I subscribe to the Zone, and this is not an ad for Zone; they're not a sponsor, um... I really haven't bought many pay-per-view fights at all. I think my my annual subscription at DAZN gives me a whole range of really good fights that I I seem to watch endlessly. But this one is on ESPN. It's a pay-per-view. I'm going to pay for it just because I like both these fighters. I don't think we're going to see the level of excitement of the fight that we had in the Anthony Joshua um, Uzik fight. That was an excellent fight. But let's see what happens with this uh, Wilder Fury fight. I, I think, I don't know could be an upset in the making here and it's funny when you think Deontay Wilder winning would be an upset but uh, there you go all right well uh, let's roll this back around shall we Uh, today on the show we're going to get into this in the next couple of segments the big story of course Newcastle United so what I'm going to do is we're going to look back let's talk about Newcastle let's talk about their situation let's talk about expectations And, uh, and along those lines you know The expectations of fans sometimes are so incredibly detached from any form of reality, hello Manchester United supporters, Um, that I sometimes scratch my head. But we're going to get into that. We're also going to talk a little bit about the NWSL and the allegations that are roiling around the league. Now the NWSL, I've told you on this show, is the shining light, I think, for the growth of soccer in America. Because MLS is never going to eclipse the Premier League. It's never going to be that interesting. And I'm going to touch on a couple of comments made by uh, my regular listener and regular contributor, uh, Ray Orozco. Because Ray brings up some great points. But I, I want to discuss it. And I'll get to that after the break. But the NWSL, you know, is, as I've mentioned on this show, in my opinion. The highest highest possibility of growth in the sport in the United States. Why? Because it is the best women's league in the world. It is the Premier League of women's football. Yes, there are other leagues that, you know, attract really good players, no doubt about that. But right now... NWSL has the most world-class players, etc., etc. And so, if you really want to see the game at its highest level, that's where you're going to see the highest. Uh, th- that's where you're going to see it uh, from women's football is in the NWSL. And of course, uh, the coach, the head coach of one of the leading teams in the NWSL, was just let go because he was guilty, or was sacked after sexual misconduct allegations were made against him. He's denied the accusations. Got to put that out there. But, you know, it's sexual coercion, it's it's all this, this sort of stuff. What has made this a scandal isn't that it's just one man behaving very poorly, which indeed, if it's true, is the case. It's the fact that The problem was made known to officials at both U.S. Soccer, and keep in mind, U.S. Soccer fund a large portion of the NWSL through player salary subsidies. So U.S. Soccer was made aware, and the NWSL hierarchy was made aware. so the question then becomes you know why was nothing done about this why was this sort of swept under the rug and you know was was it some sort of uh, plan or was it people trying to protect their domain but look, since that time, we've had the coach's termination, the resignation of the NWSL commissioner, um, uh, an owner resigned as CEO of his club, okay? General manager placed on an administrating leave, several investigations going on. And all because Sinead Farrelly and Mana Shim accused Paul Riley of sexual coercion, coercion, blah, coercion and harassment. And then, of course, Lisa Baird resigned right afterwards. She was the NWSL commissioner. Look, this is all really bad. This is the women's league. This is a league that is supposed to transcend any of this nonsense. This is the league about respect for the athletes as athletes. This is a league which shows women's football played at its highest level. I think this is a crying shame and an opportunity lost. And if the European leagues, the, uh, you know, the Women's Premier League and the Women's Champions League and, you know, if that starts to eclipse the NWSL, it would be one of the worst self-inflicted wounds in the growth of the American game. And you know who is responsible for that, folks? U.S. soccer. Forget the equal pay. Forget that nonsense where I believe actually U.S. soccer is in the Right. This is U.S. soccer taking its eye off the most important ball. We need to completely redo U.S. soccer top to bottom. I'm Nick This is World Soccer Radio. When we come back, let's talk about the excitement right now with the Toon Army. And drugs and and All right, welcome back, World Soccer Radio, need. presented by BetOnline.ag. Nick Eber with you here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius uh, Satellite Radio. At Sirius XM Satellite Radio, excuse me as I am each and every weeknight, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern, then again, midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. on the East Coast. So we're in the middle of an international break. Now, Ray Orozco, uh, a couple of points I'm going to talk about, is, is one of my listeners. I've been listening to my shows for decades, and uh, Ray is a regular, and not just a listener, but a contributor to the show. Uh, Ray pens me uh, very long missives about you know various topics in the world of football, and um, you know oftentimes uh, they are points of discussion on this show. If you would like to participate along with Ray, you can do that. Find me on Twitter at and N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R, or Facebook, facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. That's the best place to get in touch with me. We are, once again, presented to you by betonline.ag. Uh, you know, we are going to talk a little bit more about the NWSL scandal probably next week, because there are a number of things I really have to get off my chest about this scandal. Okay, and the only thing I'm going, to, the last thing I'm going to say is, between the inappropriate behaviour and sexual issues are going on with the league, and the equal pay lawsuit, which seems to be in a death spiral, the league and the players together are conspiring to create an opportunity for other leagues, other women's leagues around the world to grab leadership of this uh, emergingly popular sport. how You like how I changed the word there, because obviously my thought process changed. Um, and, uh, you know, I- again, a totally self-inflicted wound. But let me talk about something else, because uh, Ray, first of all, wanted to know if I really thought that, you know, was the, what he specifically said here was... Do you think the international break is boring because ESPN is hyping it up because of the European Nations League? By the way, which, you'll see, which we'll see France versus Spain in the final. Uh, you know, the Nations League is... I was and I am happy that they have the Nations League as opposed to just sort of more meaningless international friendlies. Because those are the biggest waste of time. In fact, I'm going to make a, a pledge to you on this show... On those dates when we have international quote-unquote friendly match weeks, I'm not going to do a show because there's nothing for me to tell you. But ESPN hyping up the Nations League, uh, you know, I don't really know how many people are that interested in the Nations League. I mean, the two teams, uh, Spain and France, uh, are teams that you would have considered automatic qualifiers for the World Cup anyway. So, you know, the real sort of, you know, the gift of the Nations League, which is automatic qualification for the European competitions, et cetera, et cetera. You know, blah. It is nice to see teams playing meaningful games. I'll, I'll give you that. But, you know, I suppose World Cup qualifying games are meaningful if England playing Andorra is meaningful. You see, that's the problem. You know, as FIFA have expanded world cup roster spots world cup spots and the various confederations have expanded their qualifying to take this into account you get a whole range of really dull boring and meaningless matches england and is a no win for anybody if england win well they're expected to win they need to win and if they don't win by a million goals to nothing it's a failure if they lose it's the greatest upset in the history of the world they're not going to lose. I'll tell you that right now. So, you know, how do you hype up a bunch of you know, how do you how do you really hype up an event where the sort of the, the outcome is basically preordained? England, Germany, France, Spain, Portugal, Italy these uh, you know if you think they're not going to qualify the netherlands belgium there you go there's eight teams right there and I'm sure I can think of a few others along the way if you think they're not going to qualify you you're, you're insane okay so how do you hype up something where the favorite horses for the race are are going to qualify for the race pretty much regardless. How do you qualify? How do you get those preliminaries to be so exciting? You, You don't. It's very, very difficult. The one thing that Arsene Wenger had in his plan for a biennial World Cup, which I don't approve of, was that the summer before you block off either March and October, you know, two weeks in March, two weeks in October, or else you block off the whole of October... And you just make that an international month. And teams play all their qualifying matches and get it out of the way. I will say this. I think Arsene Wenger has a fabulous idea right there. So let me say, well, uh, Arsene, I agree with you. And I think this is the best idea you have had all the week. But as for a World Cup every two years, forget it. I really don't have a lot of interest in perpetuating FIFA's uh, bank account I- enhancement uh, <laughs> plan. Uh, okay, so where were we going with this? What was that? Oh, yes. So, Ray, I uh, see how I get sidetracked here. So, Ray asked me, or Ray was commenting about how many uh, fans of Major League Soccer find the Premier League to be unattractive because of what they consider to be. And, 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 he, and he gave this to me. He said, maybe it's a good thing as me and City for, uh, falls behind in the title race. I don't believe the ownership could care, Blah, blah, No, Sorry, that's a different thing. He says, here we go. He says, um, MLS players... MLS fans, fans of, the M- of, of Major League Soccer, uh, find... Here we go. I must tell you, it really doesn't matter to me, but the American MLS fans say they don't like the Premier League as well as other European leagues because of the lack of competitive balance. I don't know how to fix this, but I can tell them, in my opinion, if European football wanted competitive balance, eliminating for- for- foreign roster spots might do so. Why? Why? What would be the benefit of that, Ray? I mean, you can talk about competitive balance all you want. Listen, MLS and the NFL and the NBA and all of the American leagues have their own flavors. But if you tell me there's anything honestly uh, original about MLS, if there's anything that is not derived... You know, when I watch and think... and and attend Major League Soccer matches and events, I feel like I'm in some massive corporate event. There's nothing organic, there's nothing different, there's nothing exciting. It's the most tightly controlled league. MLS likes to tell you how you'll watch the league, how you will enjoy the league, how you will follow football, and what's important for football. I'm sorry, I I, I don't like Major League Soccer, I'm telling you right now. There's nothing organic, nothing exciting about it. You want to talk about competitive balance? Let's talk about Brentford for a minute. Promoted to the Premier League, currently three wins, three draws, one loss, sitting in seventh place, and you know what? They are only four points behind Chelsea who are sitting top of the table. You want to talk about competitive balance? Let's talk about Brighton right now. Fourteen points, two points behind lead league as Chelsea. What about Everton? New manager coming up. Fourteen points as well. You know, Leicester City, perennial sort of top four, top five, top six. They're down in thirteenth space place. Don't give me this crap about no compa- uh, 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 about you know predictability and uh, you know lack of. competitive balance. Is it interesting or fun every year? You know, is it interesting or fun every year to reset the plate where the worst team gets the best players at the end of every year so that everybody can start off every year like a new game? Well, you know what? Loving your sport is not a new game. It's a continuation of a game that goes on for decades and generations. Parity is what you have when you are trying to control results in a league because you don't take the ultimate step and say to a team you don't have what it takes to be in our league we give them the benefits of a social program (laughs) we say hey you suck you came last you get the best players in the draft because we want you to do better this is professional sports screw you you're bottom of the league go down you're not good enough to play with the big boys let someone else have a shot maybe someone with more ambition someone with more investment someone who is more committed to excellence than you and what it does is it pushes owners and, and infrastructure to succeed which is what you want in sports. You want your team to succeed. Sports are about winning. Professional sports are about winning. It's not about everyone plays. It's not about feeling good. It's not about making sure your nose doesn't get bent out of place or everybody gets a trophy. Professional sports are about winning. And if you're not prepared to invest in your team and do what you need to do, then you don't belong in that league. And that's why the promotion and relegation process, keeps it honest. That's why Major League Soccer doesn't want it, because it's inherently dishonest. I don't mean that I wouldn't trust, you know, Don Garber with, uh, you know, 15 bucks to pick up pizza at Domino's. That's what I'm not referring to that. You know that I mean it's essentially dishonest because they talk about excellence, they talk about winning, but it's all just rubbish. I'll be right back. This is World Soccer Radio. All right, welcome back. The discussion... Is competitive balance really what you want in the league? Is competitive balance really what, what what people that watch the Premier League and the Champions League want? Welcome back, World Soccer Radio presented by betonline.ag. I'm Nick Eber. Got a lot on my mind. Ray brings up a great point, my listener, Ray Orozco. Competitive balance is the worst possible thing for an honest, organic, unpredictable reality show like European soccer. Not like MLS, where every single piece of information that comes out about the league has to go through the PR and the league office and this, that, and the other. You know, you don't see the back pages of America's big sports publications talking about the ins and outs of Major League Soccer, really, do you? Pretty much everything that comes out about Major League Soccer is a press release or some tightly crafted and well-thought-out corporate strategy. On the other hand, MLS is a completely created league was not created organically it was created artificially we have to have a soccer league so we can get the world cup okay let's create a league let's call it uh major league baseball major league national okay let's call it major league soccer let's get nike to make team names for us which is what they did originally and so that's the genesis of the league it's not like these were local athletic clubs that you know became professional clubs that were serving their communities this was the this was an NFL franchise model of a sports league and listen, I am not here to slap this league down every time I open my mouth. I think it's a blessing that the league is here in America, and that you know all these years later, the league is still around and growing. So that's a credit to it, but it's not organic, it's not natural, it's an artificial structure, an artificial league that has been basically uh, plopped on top of a bunch of cities that could support it at the time, and the value that it develops is for its owners, a franchisee, for its corporate value, And, you know, the clubs can come and the clubs can go. The clubs can move. How many times have you seen clubs in England or in Europe move? Can you imagine if Arsenal moved from London to, say, I don't know, let's say Sheffield? Because maybe... uh, sheffield was going to give them free money for a stadium that is not the same club that ceases to be arsenal what about if manchester united decided that the market was too small for manchester united and manchester city and they wanted to move to london i know it sounds ridiculous folks it is ridiculous right So, you know, competitive balance comes by having owners that are willing to invest in the team, clubs that are well run, well managed, have a good footballing sense, can live within their means, or, or not, and can either develop and grow or die. And when I say die, I literally mean going down to the you know lower leagues of lower reaches of English professional football. So who wants parity? Really, if you want parity, then you want the same 20 teams every year in the Premier League, no matter what. (coughs) Excuse me. I admire Norwich City. They have a business plan. They're not blinded by the bright lights of the Premier League. They have a good manager that they're showing faith with. And a bunch of very mediocre players that they're happy to keep on their low payroll. The result? Newcastle, uh, 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 the result? Norwich City are awful. And they are for sure going to be relegated this season back to the championship. They don't have the ambition that they need to stay in the Premier League. It is a self-regulating system. Newcastle United, now we're getting down to the nitty-gritty here. Newcastle United have had a mediocre owner, Mike Ashley, who's been, you know, who's been content with just being there. There's no other way to put it, really. Newcastle, the only club in a very large city in the UK. It's not like London where there's, you know, a million and one professional football teams. There is basically one in Newcastle. It's very well supported. It's dearly loved by its fans. It is a function of its community. After 15 or 14 years, Mike Ashley has finally sold the club. And now Newcastle United fans are wondering. They now have the richest owner in all of football. That's right, the Saudi Wealth Fund. Passed the means test with the Premier League. Passed the fit and proper person test with the Premier League. And now Newcastle United have... Massive investment, but you know this is not the days of Chelsea. This is not the days of Manchester City. I mean, do you remember when Abramovich got to Chelsea? He like immediately He took out his checkbook and that was it. Boom. Before before the first, they'd even kicked a ball. He gave what well, he backed Claudio Ranieri with what Joe Cole, damian Duff, uh, uh, Juan Veron glenn johnson jeremy <clears throat> and they won the league in the second season that abramovich was around manchester city if you remember they arrived and if you remember they became owners the uh, folks in uh what was it, abu dhabi right they had only 24 hours to make signings before the window closed and what they did is they uh, pinched robinho from chelsea made a big wrote a big check But they've continued to invest in the club, in the community, in the infrastructure of the club, in buying good players, in getting a quality manager, in supporting him with good signings. And they have a lot of success as a result. But you know, at the time that Chelsea took over, the big boys were Manchester United, the big boys were Arsenal. The competitive balance in the Premier League is much more competitive right now than it was then, assuming that Newcastle United can make some immediate changes. We, we know what the first change is gonna be. It's gonna be a new manager, right? Steve Bruce is sort of dead man walking. But you know, who do they get? Is Antonio Conte would be the biggest name manager out there that's quote unquote available. But you know, Conte's kind of a caustic character, doesn't get on with ownership, kind of has his own mind. Is that really what you want? Do you want to let a, a, a manager come in and implant his imprint on, on on a club for the future when he has no history with the club? I don't think so. We could talk about Brendan Rodgers, but, you know, is he going to leave Rangers? I mean, Rangers, is he going to leave Leicester City? I mean, yeah, sure, Leicester City is struggling right now, but, you know, it seems to me that that is a match made in heaven. That is the right manager at the right club. So I don't know so much about that. Steven Gerrard, people are saying, well, maybe Steven Gerrard would go to Newcastle from Rangers. But, you know, Gerrard is waiting in the wings to go back to Liverpool, to go to Liverpool and take over from Jurgen Klopp. Rafa Benitez would have been a good pick. He'd been at Newcastle before, but now, of course, he's at Everton and doing a great job there. Jose Mourinho, maybe, but he's with A.S. Roma. So we're what? Conte, Frank Lampard, Roberto Martinez, and Eddie Howe. I think Roberto Martinez might well be the choice because of his personality, because of his light touch. He's a good manager. But, you know, Newcastle need to do more than just sign players they need to rebuild the club from the ground up the infrastructure the youth system all of that martinez might be the guy or if you want immediate immediate footballing success it's antonio conte but you know the thing is who's going to who, who are you going to sign right now it's not about money there's no champions league football are you really going to get mbappe or, or erling Haaland? i don't think so Number one, get rid of the manager. Number two, stay in the Premier League. Number three, start to build the club. Put yourself on a two to five-year plan. But until you can really compete in the top for the top spots in the Premier League, it's going to be very, very hard to get the level of players that Newcastle United supporters are hoping to get. There is delusional almost as much the United supporters who have now started a sack Ole. Social media campaign. Can you believe this, folks? <laughs> you know, it's like, I, you know, I, I came to the realization that I really don't have anything against Manchester United as a Liverpool fan. I, you know, For years, I've, I've hated them. But I really think they have the most idiotic supporters on the planet, okay? Sack Ole. There you go. <laughs> That's going to do it. Oh, yeah. Look, the fact of the matter is, it's highly competitive in the Premier League. Your big four looked intractable. Chelsea, Liverpool, City and United. You've got big teams with big aspirations in Everton and Tottenham and West Ham and Arsenal. All, all with, with ideas of glory. And Leicester City, of course, excuse me. You've got other teams with a footballing sensibility and big money like Leeds United is a great example of that. You've got teams that have succeeding on the power of their football, like Brentford. It is a rockin' good time in the Premier League. It is the world's greatest reality show. Why would you want to trade that for a sterile, corporate league with no personality, which I'm sorry, which is what Major League Soccer is? no personality it's a business major league soccer is a business not a sports league the premier league is a sports league that is a huge business don't get me wrong but there's a difference let me know what you think i'd love to hear from you find me on twitter at nick geber n-i-c-k-g-e-b-e-r facebook facebook.com forward slash Radio. I'm with you Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 East, and then again midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. on the East Coast on Sports Overnight America. Uh, Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast at the Believe, B-L-E-A-V podcast network. That's where you can find this show. If you you can't find Believe, don't worry about it. The podcast is available. It goes to Spotify, iTunes, iHeart, you know, all the usual places, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, blah, 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 World Soccer Radio. Be sure to subscribe. I'm Nick Eber. I'll be right back to wrap it up. All right. uh, Welcome back. World Soccer Radio presented by betonline.ag i hope you enjoyed the show look i am very opinionated i have been in the 20 plus years i've been doing this and you know it's one of the things that i think allowed me to grow as a broadcaster i've never been a shill for the man i've told you that a thousand times i'm sorry that major league soccer isn't a league that interests me uh, I'm not going to sing their party line. I'm not going to read their press releases. I don't care if I ever get another free lunch in the press box. Not a bad league. Don't hate it. I just—it's just not—it's just, not, just no personality, right? I like personality. Anyway, I've managed to do the entire show and not talk about the U.S. beating Jamaica. I will say this. U.S. soccer fans can be as annoying as Manchester United supporters. Uh, Greg Berhalter is not the greatest manager in the world by a long shot. Is he the right manager for this team right now? Absolutely is. You know how quickly we forget the Nations League and the Gold Cup wins and all this, that, and the other. We had a lot of draws early on in qualifying. We did a really, really good job. I, I like Berhalter. He's growing into the job. I think he's doing a good job. I think the team is responding, and you know I don't think there's any other national team uh of prominence that has uh, such a divide between its top top team players uh, that are not really available for every international and its and its sort of journeyman roster and berholter has to deal with that you know this is a this is a, a a great discussion point for another day uh we will get to it uh just a reminder once again to please. Subscribe to the podcast. iHeart, TuneIn, Spotify, Believe Podcast Network, Apple, Google. World, look for World Soccer Radio and subscribe. Hit the subscribe button and uh, I will download onto your device when you're in the loo or working out or whatever it is you're doing. Um, look, it's an absolute pleasure bringing you this show. I do enjoy it. For me... Uh, it's not just entertaining for you, hopefully. It's also therapy for me. I've got a lot to get off my chest. Twitter at McEba, N I C K G E B E R, Facebook, Facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. Have a great weekend, folks. Chat to you on Monday. Cheers.